On today's show, Jason Kidd is sending a message to the front office. How did he get it across? And what did he say that was kind of wild on today's Locked On Mavs? I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every freaking day. Today's episode. Get into a whole lot of stuff. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen today. With the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below let us know in the comment section is Luca already better than Dirk in your mind Jason Kidd is convinced and he played with Dirk today slightly biased not with me Dana Larson not with me Reggie Atatula not with me but you're with me you're with me in spirit and in health and after a, a Mavs win it's feeling I'm feeling okay I want to talk about a, a couple of things Trade rumors. We'll get into the latest rumors. There's some stuff on Andrew Wiggins. Are you interested in him at all? There's some stuff on buyouts that Mark Stein reported. And there's one positive thing that I've noticed that I, I, I read recently for the Mavs that gives the Mavs a chance at this trade deadline. So we'll talk about that. Derek Lively named to the Rising Stars game. So we'll talk about that for a second. But I want to start here. I want to start here with Jason Kidd. He goes on 97-1, the freak, to talk about the Mavs, whatever. And he's asked about, he's asked about Luca. Obviously Luca has been gone on this tear. He's been absolutely insane. He's been absolutely awesome. And when asked about Luca, Jason Kidd offered this up, which I just found fascinating on three or four different levels. And we'll get into all of them. This is what Jason Kidd had to say. Um, I've said this uh, before and I'll say it, you know, for as long as I'm here is, you can't take this young man for granted. Um, he's better than Dirk. Uh, he's in the in the in the atmosphere of MJ, uh, the best to ever do it. LeBron, uh, Kobe, um, and so just to appreciate what uh, this young man's doing at the age of 24 is uh, something that Dallas has never seen. Um, and and I've said this uh, internally. He is better than Dirk. Uh, he does things that Dirk could never do. And now is, you know, the opportunity of getting the right people around him to to ultimately win a championship. You just said two times that Luca is better than Dirk. Dirk won a title and had been to two. Do you feel comfortable saying that on a guy that has not made the even made the finals yet? He doesn't yeah. care about that. Uh, MJ is the same way. MJ didn't make it until his 30s. Uh, this young man is 24 and is breaking all the records uh, that stand in front of him. Um, and he's a winner. And uh, his ultimate goal is to, to to win a championship. And he, he will get there and not just, you know, win one, but he will win multiple uh, when it's all said and done. So the, the, the focus will be on he's better than Dirk, right? And we'll, you and I will talk about that in a second. The one that I, the part that I want to focus on is why. Why is he saying this? And what did he say in the middle of this? In the middle of it, he goes, I've said this internally. He's better than Dirk. He does things that Dirk could never do. And now is the opportunity of getting the right people around him to ultimately win a championship. This young man is 24, breaking all kinds of records. He's a winner and ultimately his goal is to win a championship and he will get there. And not just win one, 
He went, he went, Jason Kidd went not one, not two. <laughs> he won multiple when it's all said and done. That's what Jason Kidd had to say about, about him. Now is the opportunity of getting the right people around him to ultimately win a championship. That's the message Jason Kidd is sending. You cannot waste a season of Luca's career. They've already done it. They've already done it. They've already wasted a season of his, of his career last season when they went in, they lost Jalen Brunson for nothing. They go into the season and then eventually they made the Kyrie trade and made up for it in the sense that they had a direction. But in the beginning, in the middle of that season, they did not have a direction and that team lost and they missed out on the entire postseason. The bottom fell out and it was brutal. Right now, the Mavs are on this like teeter-totter of, all right, well, some nights they look amazing and some nights they don't. And I told you all the numbers the other day about how the Mavericks are really good when they hit their threes, not good when they when they don't hit their threes. Even compared to some of the rest of the player, like the teams in the league, the Mavs are ridiculously good. 18 and four when they hit 37% of their threes. They're seven and 17 when they hit under 37% of their threes. Not even just shooting poorly from, from three, but if they just don't shoot excellent from three, they are seven and 17. And other good teams are not that bad when they don't shoot that well. And so you look at this team and you're like, all right, well, that we, I, I feel like at this point in the season, we go, I know what this Mavs team is. They can be really good. They can beat anybody on any given night if they hit their threes. And if they don't, and Luka's not dealing, and Kyrie's injured, and all this, then they can get beat by anybody, basically. And Kid knows this. Kid's, Kid's exasperated by this by now. He's like, he's not to the point where he's saying, I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. Or, you gotta ask them. I'm just a coach. He's not at that point yet, but he, he's getting there, where he's just like, hey, this is, this is what I've got. Go back to what, what he said to me after the Suns game the other day. They lose that game, get embarrassed, basically. And I asked him if he's still looking for that defensive leader on the back of something else that he said about defense and effort and all that. And listen to the subtext in this answer that he gave too. Are you still looking for that defensive leader on that side of the ball? Yeah, he's somewhere out there. Uh, on a different team? <sighs> no, he's on our team. It's just, you know, we, we are not consistent. You know, we have role players who have to play at a high level. That's just the nature of our roster. It is. We got, you know, we got guys who are making minimums that are playing at a high level. We stretched them here in the first half of the season. And they're going to make mistakes and they're going to miss shots. Uh, but we're going to keep encouraging them to continue to keep taking those open shots. And at some point they're going to bounce back. But they played a lot of minutes, these guys. And so um, we, we just got to understand that and we got to stay together and keep fighting. We stretched our roster. You can hear him say it in that. We've stretched our roster. We've got guys on minimums doing things. Now, is is all this Jason Kidd trying to deflect from how he has not elevated this roster necessarily, how he has not taken some of these ways? Sure, but you can't, you, you can't deny that injuries and talent, Reggie and I talked about it on Monday, injuries and talent are their two biggest issues. They need more talent. They need less injuries for sure. If they were less injured, the, the, a lot of these issues we wouldn't even be talking about, but they need more talent. We knew that they needed more talent coming into the season. If we're talking about competing for a championship, right? Maybe they need more talent and less injuries just to make the playoffs this year. That's possible. But I think Jason Kidd is sending a message. Hey, I don't have enough. I don't have enough to win. I, I'm trying to figure out how I've got, I've got a rookie center who's been good. I've got minimum guys. We've got all these injuries. We've got all, like, there's all these things. Like, the, the team is not big enough. I get tweets every single day. This is not Jason Kidd talking anymore. This is me. 
I get tweets every single game. The Mavs need to put more length on the floor. Where are you getting it? I want them to play Omax a little bit more, but has he looked really that ready and that prepared so far or that, you know, like ready to, to, to play right away and like be part of like really high level intense basketball because they've got to win every game? Like, he, I don't think he has yet. Like he hasn't showed that. So you're asking somebody to show, show you something they haven't shown yet. And so this team has needs. This team needs something. Jason Kidd is out there using that Luca is better than Dirk to ask for, hey man, we can't waste a top five player in the league. Top five and not five, you know? Like, he's up there. It's Jokic, Embiid, him. Throw Giannis in there still, I guess. <laughs> There's not many players in the NBA better than Luka Doncic. And you've got to take advantage of every opportunity. And he'll get there. And Jason Kidd has played the patience card, right? He's played the, we'll get there. This is a young team, all that kind of stuff. But he is sending a message to the front office in this, to me. Go get me better players. Let's improve this roster. He said it the other day. We're still looking. I'm using these minimum guys. Is he using all this to deflect on the job that he's done? To a degree, maybe. I don't think he's elevated this team as much as he's, let's put it this way. Other, te- other coaches in the league have done more with less in the past, I think. But he's got a point. The people that are frustrated with Jason Kidd have a point. There are more issues than one. There's enough blame to go around. The blame pie has many pieces to it, and many can be taken out. But know this. Jason Kidd is sending a message to the front office. Go get me better players. Where are those players coming from? Let's talk about some trades a little bit here. But first, I want to get into uh, Jason or the Jason Kidd's actual comment of Luca is better than Dirk. Let's talk about that for a second. Then we'll talk about some some trades. We'll get into all that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Go check out eBay Motors. They've got all your parts that you could ever want. And they've teamed up with Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the GOAT. I was watching him today. He was talking about Mavs magic. Some great stuff from Josh Lloyd. He has got the eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week if you want to check out some. There's a, a bunch of guys in here that have been interesting. Definitely interesting Like that we've put them up as trade candidates to the Mavs before. One of them I really am interested in is uh, Jared Vanderbilt of the Lakers. Josh says the Lakers lineups have seemed to work a lot better lately with Vando in there, yet Ham has, has been stubborn in deploying them. Still, his fantasy value is on the rise, and he fits a few different fantasy builds. You can get Jared Vanderbilt for your fantasy team. For he got, He'll get some rebounds, defensive stats. He'll get that kind of stuff. You know, he'll get some fast break buckets here and there, and he's going to get opportunity now because they need that size and length, and so he's going to be out there and get opportunity. So Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Check out eBay Motors. Our Locked On Pelicans host, Jake Madison, tells me all the time. He redoes old cars, and he gets parts from eBay Motors all the time. He's like, make me the spokesperson. I'm the one out there getting these parts from eBay Motors. They have 122 million different parts to choose from. You want to make sure that they fit your car exactly right. That's why they have the eBay guaranteed fit. That's what we were talking about earlier. So it's guaranteed to fit your car the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Go to ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hit play, f- mate. Oh, sorry, sorry. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Subscribe to the subtext if you want to get text straight to your phone. I send rumors. I send updates. Soon as Derek Lively made the Rising Stars team, 
boom, right to your phone, sent it to you immediately. Jason Kidd was on The Freak, and I had that quote, boom. As soon as I saw it, right to your phone. You'll get that kind of stuff if you want to keep the maps with you and not have to check Twitter or X all the time. You don't have to be plugged into social media. I'll keep you. I'll keep you plugged in. I also do film reviews and all that kind of stuff. So subscribe to Subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number in the description if you want as well, wherever you're listening to this. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Luca and Dirk of it all. So Jason Kidd did also say he's better than Dirk. He's in the atmosphere of MJ, LeBron, Kobe. And so just to appreciate what this young man's done at the age of 24, it's something that Dallas has never seen. I've said this internally. I kind of wonder who he said this to internally, right? Like Dirk is internally. That would count as internally. He works for the team. He is better than Dirk. He does things Dirk could never do. And now is the opportunity to get the right people around him to ultimately win the championship. That's what we talked about earlier. But is he better than Dirk? All right, I just I threw up some stats and I just put their first six seasons. Now, Lucas is not done yet. Um, so far through their career, like that's like Lucas counting stats are just gonna be better than Dirk's. Very different eras, very different. The Lucas has the ball all the time, his usage percentage is gonna be much higher than Dirk's. Dirk's efficiency is gonna be higher than Lucas because of all that. But through their first six seasons, Luca has made Four first-team All-NBAs. Dirk made four All-NBAs in general, but he didn't make any first teams. Luca is going to make five first-team All-NBAs, and he's going to make five. He's going to make five All-Stars. He has not made All-NBA yet. I'm just going to assume he's going to make that fifth one for now. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. But so Luca's got one more All-NBA on him, and he's got two more All-Star nods on on Dirk at this point. The team stats, though, like where the teams are is just so fascinating to look at. First six seasons, this is Dirk's, like the the team's record and then where they finished. First six seasons, his rookie season, they went 19 and 31, didn't make the playoffs. Second season, 40 and 42, didn't make the playoffs. Next year, 53 and 29, made the Western Conference semis. So they won in the first round, they won a first round series, his third season in the NBA. Huge in 53 games, that's massive. Then they went up to 57 wins, then won a first-round series. That's actually kind of a disappointment. Next season, 60 wins. They lost in the Western Conference Finals. So he 60 wins, made it to the Western Conference Finals. And then the next year after that, 52 wins and lost in the first round in 2004. With Luka, they were 33-49 and 49 his first year. So they were better Luka's rookie year than Dirk's rookie year. They made the, they made the playoffs in his second year at 43 wins but lost in the first round. Then had 42 wins and lost in the first round. And then 52 wins, lost in the Western Conference Finals. And then last year, obviously, downhill, missed the entire playoffs, 38 wins, the complete drop-off. It's going to look like a weird anomaly in his career if this season they they back it up and make the playoffs again. But it's just wild to look at. Luka had success earlier than Dirk, but then Dirk, Dirk's ramped up, and he made... You know, he made the, the he had the 50 win seasons first, the 60 win season first. Luca hasn't even had one yet. Um, and then they both made the Western Conference Finals in their first five years, basically. It's interesting. Interesting to look at. Different times, different ages of the NBA, different eras of the NBA, obviously. You can you can get me to say that Dirk is that Luca is better than Dirk as an individual player, sure. But like as a as a team fit, as what he was for that era. Dirk is obviously a better player overall because he's won the championship and he's, you know, done that. But individually, like, all right, at their primes, 1v1, one, one one, who's the, who's better player? Luca's a better player. He's got a better peak. Yeah. So far. It's got to translate to team success, though. 
All right, let's talk about some rumors. The Athletic reports that the odds and internal expectations of a trade that meaningfully moves the needle for the Golden State Warriors has steadily decreased over the last month. Team sources have not authorized to speak publicly. Tell The Athletic. The Warriors are not in a good spot. Actually, I'll say this. They're in a bad spot because they've got this massive payroll. They're one of the teams in the second apron, which is like the worst luxury tax level you can be in. They're out of the play and they're 19 and 24. Mavs fans know what that feels like. They're not getting it done and they're not waiting on anybody to come back from injury anymore. They've got everybody. And so now what do you do? There, you know, rumors are there's no mandate from ownership that the Warriors group needs to shed money. But right now this roster is going to cost them a lot. I mean, it's Bay Area prices too. Like this, they're, make, they're spending so much money. It's what, 130 136 is the the cap maximum right now. They're at 208. They have negative $93 million in cap space. Negative negative $41 million in tax space. Their estimated tax bill is going to be $186 million. they, They are spending for this team that is just not winning. And this is... This is paying. This is paying the piper for the championships. And you do it all again. And that's why ownership is probably like, hey, don't worry about it because we've got our championships. We've, we've made the money. But this team is just not winning. And so what do they do? Rumors. Andrew Wiggins profiles as the most likely player to be dealt. He's on the first season of a four-year, $109 million ex- extension. The Warriors have fielded player-for-player player offers for Wiggins, according to the team and league sources. They wouldn't have to attach a draft pick to, to get off his deal. But nothing has been nothing has made them jump yet. Wiggins makes $24 million. He's been a big disappointment this season. And he's just been up and down in his career, really. I mean, you had go back to like the the times in Minnesota where he was like a scorer, but then everyone was trying to figure out where his defense went off, but he was averaging 20 points a game. Then he goes to Minnesota, he goes to Golden State in the D'Angelo Russell deal after the Kevin Durant thing. It was like Kevin Durant begots D'Angelo Russell begots <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. And then he was their like second best player almost on the way to the title. And was really good. Made that weird all-star team. They won the title. He was really good. And now this year, he's just fallen off. Well, last year, he missed all those games because of the personal reason. And so that was kind of an odd season. But he was still playing well. And then this season, he's just completely fallen off. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. But are you willing to give up whatever it would take to get to $24 million? Can you just combine Tim Hardaway and Rashawn Holmes? Is that enough? Does that change the Mavericks at all? probably changes them in a bad way. It, pro- it probably like makes their floor deeper <laughs> because at least Tim Hardaway every once in a while give you those wild games like he did the other night. Isn't that wild? We're at this point where with Andrew Wiggins, I don't know if I would trade Tim Hardaway for Andrew Wiggins. And so that's an interesting spot to be in if you're the Mavericks and you look at Andrew Wiggins because he does represent a type of player that you would need. 6'7", so he adds a little bit more size to the Mavericks. He can play the three or the four. You can play him at two, honestly, too. He can guard some bigger wings. He's supposed to be able to hit the threes, 31% this year, but the last three years before that, he's like, like 39%. So can get his own shot and, and create his own shot, hit the three, supposed to be able to defend. Like He represents all the things that you would want. But is he there? Like Is he, is he all there? Is he locked in on basketball? That's, that's the interesting thing about him. And why this, why this downturn? Like is, is there something going on with his life? Is that going to subside? Like, I, these are all questions like that I can't answer. The Warriors can't even answer this, I don't think. And so 
That's the big question. To me, it's a stay away because it's just, the Mavs need guarantees. Jason Kidd is not saying, all right, you got to, like, if they take the risk and it works, it's amazing. But if it doesn't work, that's bad. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really bad because then all of a sudden you've got another, like, this is the, the Grant Williams move, but on a higher level where he's making double the money and double the expectations and double the cost, basically, because he just gave up Bullock and a, and a pick swap for, for Bullock or for uh, Grant Williams. But for Andrew Wiggins, you'd have to give up, you know, six men probably with Tim Hardaway. You'd have to give, I don't know if you'd, I don't think you have to give up draft capital. But yeah, you're, you're committing. And so I think, think about if it went wrong. <laughs> That's how I think about this Andrew Wiggins. What if it goes wrong? He stays as bad as he is right now. Doesn't add to the Mavericks. That'd be a tough spot to be in. Then you're, t- then you're taking away. Then you just made your team worse. Coming up. Let's talk about a couple other rumors that have surfaced recently. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward, maybe trades, but there's something about those potential trades that I do want to talk about. Mavs have an advantage in two areas I want to talk about, and then we'll talk about Derek Lively and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Go check out LinkedIn. They've got the uh, they've got the job boards that are there for you. If you are somebody that hires, and I've hired people in the past, I know that it's so hard looking through all the different uh, looking through all the different kinds of resumes and the things that people will send in. There's just all kinds of different things to sort through. That's where LinkedIn Jobs helps you out there. Go check out LinkedIn. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they might not have time or resources to hire. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks everyone for hanging out with me on Locked On Maps, being part of this show, listening every day. If you listen every day, you're part of the Raccoon Squad, and I just appreciate everybody for doing that. Couple other rumors and things going around. The Warriors are also looking at moving Chris Paul. Chris Paul makes $30.8 million this year, and he's got a $30 million non-guaranteed next year. So he's basically an expiring deal. The Mavs want to get off some money. And they want to try like a third guard instead. He doesn't really make a lot of sense for their team. <laughs> he doesn't, he just doesn't at all. He didn't really make sense to Warriors to me, but I thought maybe he would be, I thought maybe he would like solidify their, their bench. I don't know. It's just been, it's just been a mess over there with the Warriors. He doesn't make a lot of sense for the Mavericks. And so even though he's in rumors, I'm not interested. Just doesn't add anything that the Mavs need besides ball handling and leadership. Kyle Lowry and Gordon Hayward, both are on the Charlotte Hornets. League sources say, according to Mark Stein, that Charlotte is actively trying to retrade Kyle Lowry, who came over in the um, who came over in the, the deal for Terry Rozier, and construct a Gordon Hayward deal before the February 8th trade buzzer sounds. I don't think the Mavs should trade for either of those players, but they could be bought out. And they could be buyout players. And the Mavericks can sign buyout players because of the new salary cap rules and the aprons and all that. The Mavs are able to sign buyout guys, and these teams are not. The Celtics, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Suns. All those teams cannot sign buyout players at this point, and I don't think that they have ways to get there. Mavs have an advantage there. Honestly, besides the Lakers, and maybe even more than the Lakers, if you look around the league and go, all right, which teams are most... Which teams, which teams would you look at and say, all right, 
a buyout guy would want to sign there. There are veterans that they've played with before. They've got an ability to win. They've also got an opportunity and role. The Mavs, the Sixers, the Knicks. Uh, can't go to Miami. Can't go to Boston. Can't go to Milwaukee. Can't go to Denver. Can't go to the Clippers. The Lakers is the one. Can't go to the Suns. Mavs are looking pretty good. The Mavs may have their pick of buyout guys. So I don't know that Gordon Hayward or, or Kyle Lowry are the answer for the Mavericks, but if there are buyout guys that are interesting and that will actually move the needle, the Mavs will probably have a pretty good chance of getting one of those. So that's something we'll watch. Usually right after the trade deadline is when we see guys starting to get bought out. And then March 1st, that's the date to watch. March 1st is the day that teams have to have guys signed in order to play in the playoffs and all that. So that's a, a advantage the Mavericks will have. One more thing on trades. Oh, I just did the one more thing thing. Peace out. Bobby Marks reported this. The trade deadline... At the trade deadline this season, 75% of the tradable first-round picks are controlled by 11 teams. 75% are controlled by 11. 11 teams is 30, 33% of the league, 35% of the league. Here are those teams, just real quick. OKC, San Antonio, Utah, New York, Brooklyn, New Orleans, Orlando, Toronto, Houston, Memphis, and Portland. The Mavs have some kind of an advantage at the trade deadline because... They have a first-round pick to trade. 75% of the tradable first-round picks are controlled by 11 teams, and over half of them are sellers. Spurs, seller. Jazz, probably seller, but I put a question mark next to them. Nets, sellers. Raptors, already sellers. Memphis, neither. We'll take them off the board. Portland, sellers. That's six. Six teams. Then you have OKC, New York, New Orleans, Orlando, Houston. Houston's kind of a weird spot, too. They could be buyers or sellers. And so the Mavs are one of the only buyers that have a first-round pick <laughs> because 75% of them are controlled by all these other teams. So there is something to it there. There's something there. That's some kind of an advantage for the Mavericks. But let's wait until this offseason when they have three first-round picks to trade. I think that 75% number will go down. But that's another reason why. If you can take a step forward at the trade deadline with one first-round pick and some stuff, you do it. But it's got to be a move that guarantees that you take a step forward and then also can translate into next season too. That's another advantage. Last thing I want to talk about today, the rising stars. Derek Lively II has been named to the rising stars game. He's on the rookies team. The uh, This is the game that gets played before the all-star game on Friday. And so he will see him there. He'll play. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of centers in this game. Uh, the rookies are Wembenyama, Brandon Miller, Jaime Jaquez, Chet, Brandon Pajemski of the Warriors, Jordan Hawkins, Scoot Henderson, Derek Lively, Keontae George, Bilal Koulibaly, and Kaysen Wallace. Here are the players that were drafted above Derek Lively in this past draft that did not make the Rising Stars team. For any of the, for any of you that are petty around there, I don't know. I don't know who this would apply to. Like I don't know who would, you know, I don't. I don't know that you're all petty, but some, maybe me. Rookies that were chosen above Lively in the draft that were not selected for the Rising Stars game: Amen Thompson, the fourth pick; Asar Thompson, the fifth pick; Anthony Black, the sixth pick. That one's kind of surprising to me. He just hasn't had as much opportunity. Neither have the Thompson twins either. Jairus Walker, the eighth pick. Taylor Hendricks, ninth pick. And Jet Howard, the 11th pick. That one's not surprising. A lot of them, it's because of opportunity. But Derek Lively's in a massive win for the Mavericks. Don't forget that. When you feel bad about the Mavericks, you're like, oh, it just feel like, feels like they're not going anywhere. I have those times, for sure. <laughs> I think about the Mavs like, man, just feels like we're treading water. You look at the, you look at the records, like the records I just showed you between the beginning of Dirk's career and the beginning of 
Luca's career and you're like, ugh. It just <laughs> can they just give him a team? Can they just give him a squad that he can win with and let's move forward? But remember, they got Derek Lively. They're, they're, they may be behind, but at least they're doing stuff, and at least they've got a huge win in, in Derek Lively, who projects to be a really good player and is just scratching the surface on what he can do. They were basically only asking him to do two things, and he was projected to be able to do like four or five. So let's see. Eventually, throughout his career, eventually the shooting will, will come around. His defense will get better. There are a lot of things that he'll be able to step forward in, and that's a huge win for the Mavericks. So Rising Stars game, Derek Lively making it. Rumors around the Mavericks. Let me know what kind of trades you want the Mavericks to do. And then let me know in the comment section if you think that Luke is already better than Dirk. I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.